welcome to another episode of Geyser's Guidelines. I am your, I guess, good host, uh, Jordan Geyser, and with me today, um, and I've encroached upon her space, so I'm very gracious for you opening up your office to me, uh, but here with me is the wonderful Katherine Taylor. So, KT, would you introduce yourself, please, to the audience? Uh, I'm Katherine Taylor, or as people know me, KT. And I'm the director of the basic communication courses so I'm in, at the University of Louisville, so I'm in charge of basic public speaking, those types of things. And I met Jordan because he was in my advanced class and then well, came on board to be a speech mentor in our speaker center. So that's how I know Jordan. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, you are one of the most relaxed and chill professors I've <laughs> ever had. And I think that's so good because so many professors have this like, unreachable or unapproachable aura about them where it's just like this is a very professional setting so you like we are not close we don't have a good student teacher relationship you know but you have always I feel from what I've heard and from what I've experienced you've maintained a very good student teacher relationship well of I, just being open with the class so I try to uh, make it about the students I mean if they're gonna put out the effort then I'll do it but if yeah. they're not gonna put out the effort then I won't but I think that it's it's about helping students find their way and get better at yeah. whatever course or, or focus there is. So, you know, I think I'd be hard put. I probably am too easy, but that's okay. One of the things I loved about you, and we're going to get to a segment in just a little bit, but one that you started off every class with, does anyone have any questions about anything in the world? And I thought that was so cool because I've never had it another professor who does anything like huh. that and you would genuinely answer the question if someone had a question and I put that to the test because Devin Amsler who was also speech yes. mentor um, she and I had news writing right before your class and we were with Slosky and we talked one time and I was like Is, isn't that interesting like no one usually asks anything and she was like you know what we, we should ask something and I was like yeah <laughs> we should and she said you should ask about Katie's childhood and I was like yeah, like that sounds interesting. I do remember okay. that. And it was in front of the class. And I think it may have been one of our last class days. And I said, uh, you said, does anyone have any questions about anything in the world at all? And I raised my hand. And I said, yeah, Katie, what was your childhood like? And you gave us a good five minute synopsis <laughs> of what your childhood was like. And I thought that was so cool. Major respect to you Aww, for just well, answering a question. I think that with honesty and... I remember that question that. and I remember that day. Did and, I make yeah. you uncomfortable? No, no. Okay, I mean, okay, I just I think it's neat, yeah. you know, because most students don't care about their teachers or, you know, where they were or different things like that. So, no, I loved it. I, I like good. creativity. Yeah. I, uh, and you are one of the most creative people I know. And <laughs> just like the aura you present in class is so cool. And like, I'm totally kissing your butt right now. Yeah, but you like, are, but that's honestly, okay. Keep like, going, I keep just going. Want you know, like, <laughs> I want you to know you are honestly one of the best professors I've had. And I hope that you continue to teach here and have the same impact on Well, I'm glad well. I had you. Oh, thank and you. And I saw things in you. You know, I don't always pick mentors because they're the most incredible speakers or whatever, but they have certain gifts that they bring to that center that I think it really needs and yours was organization and writing and thinking in that direction and so that's one of the reasons I chose you besides the fact you know I like you but I like most of my students <laughs> yeah. but you know yeah. there was definitely something there that I thought was an asset to the program that means so, a lot yeah. to me yeah. I highly value your opinion 
Yeah, Thank you very excellent. much. Cool. So now we're we, done sucking up to each other. Okay, cool. So uh, we are doing another segment of Bowl of Scenarios. So you have chosen one of the scenarios. Yes, so, I did. So if you would please read what it says. It says you are at a party with lots of good food. Mm-hmm. Do you stuff your face or eat very little? Okay. Uh, would you like to go first? Oh, I guess. Actually, I would love to stuff my face, Mm -hmm. but having spent uh, a great portion of my life very heavy, uh, I have learned that moderation suits me better. But it doesn't mean that I might not taste every single (laughs) thing that's there, but just in small amounts. Yes. Okay. Very wise choice. Um, The reason I wrote this is because I constantly find myself in the situation of there's a lot of good food and I want to eat it all, but... I'm very self-conscious of how I eat because I'm a very sloppy eater. So I know I'm just going to be like, and I don't want people to be like, is that a human being over there? Like eating that food. And so I am on, sometimes I will just refrain from eating because I'm like, I don't want people to stare at me. And I know I'm probably going to get something on my face, something on my clothes, and I'm not going to notice and people will stare. So I try to maybe just eat a little bit like, kind of away from conversation and then like I return a conversation and act like I've been there the whole time um, so that's what I would do in this situation yeah. yeah and I mean I would love to stuff my face yeah but same. yeah but uh yes God pick and choose yeah. battles yeah you do yeah you do but it kind of depends on what it is you know if it's mm-hmm. chips and dip it could be you know Oh my gosh, yeah, if it's fruits like, and veggies, maybe not. Yeah, fruits and veggies, I'm that's a easy pass. Yeah. <laughs> um, but chips and dip, you know, that's heavy consideration. Yes. Um, so you, unlike any guest I've had before, you threw the ball in my court. You didn't choose a topic. You told me to surprise you. Exactly. I've never had a, never had a guest do that before. <laughs> um, so another kudos to you. So, Always um, my purpose is to challenge. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we're going to talk about criticism today. Okay. So, um, and this is something I love and hate at the same time. So do you like or dislike criticism and why? It depends on the criticism mm-hmm. and it depends on the way the criticism is delivered. Okay. Because if it's delivered with my best interest at heart, it's easier for me to take. Yeah. But if it's uh, being, you know, pretty just nasty or rude mm-hmm. or spiteful, then uh, I take great offense at it and I get really pissed off and I close off. Yeah. And I think that's a totally normal reaction because yeah. I do the exact yeah. same thing. You know, and sometimes I have to walk away, though, and think about the criticism and put it in perspective and say, oh, okay, I can see value in that. I yeah. still don't like you very much and I'm not going <laughs> to have you be my best friend. Yeah. But... I may see value in it. Yeah. You know? And a big part of your job is criticism in a way, or yeah. like kind of the opposite of letting people know what they're doing because as a public speaking professor, you have to let people know mistakes that they're making. So criticism is something you have to deal with a lot. Yeah, and you're also dealing, especially in my profession, you're dealing with students who are very, very mm-hmm. young, very scared of doing this, and you don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah. You want to build them up and so it's really hard so I kind of like they have what sandwich things I think you learned that in mentor is you know give them something good then tell them the real criticism and then you know have an ending of something good and sometimes that works sometimes it doesn't but I I almost always try to give a positive with a negative and that's probably the best way because you want to acknowledge something good that they did while also addressing 
the issue at heart. Yeah. Because if you don't, then nothing's going to change. Nothing yeah, and they don't progress. get better. And yeah. for me, it's really important that they get better. Yeah. You know, I, or at least try to get better. And yeah. If I shut them out, then it's just wrong. And that was a hard thing to do as a speech mentor, I'll say, is because there were people who would come in and they needed some help. And like, you can't blatantly just be like, this is what you need to do. Because you want them to, you want them to come to the realization on their own, but at the same time, you can't rely on them coming to the realization on their own. So you, it was hard to do that of like being honest in a kind way, but also making sure the point is driven home and that they get what they need to change. Because some people would be like, oh, so I guess I did a really good job. And I'm like, yeah, but there was this that you needed to change. And then they're like, oh, well, yeah, maybe I'll get to that. And I'm just like, well, okay. Well, thank you for coming by. Thank Please you for leave. coming by. And obviously you're still going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But yeah. I, I hadn't thought about it. I, I always try to figure out maybe we should have training sessions for the mentors on mm -hmm. how to deliver criticism. But I have position power. So it's really easy for me to yeah. give a comment because it's like, ooh, that's the teacher. Yeah. Whereas you're a student, in their eyes, they don't see you as being at this elevated yeah. level, which in my eyes, the mentors are. Yeah. That's why you're down there is because of certain skills. But yeah. the people coming in think, oh, it's just another student. Yeah. You know, and so maybe we should have a wall of here's the creds or the credibility of yeah, these people. Yeah, and cool. So they can look at it and stuff like that yeah. because... I think it would be a hard job to do it, especially if they're really bad and they are don't listen to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think that's a great idea because it would, again, create like credibility and validation. I like that, yeah. yeah. So see, everything, everything is a work in progress. <laughs> yeah, everything's a work in progress. Yeah. So, um, and I meant to say this before, but any question I ask you, I will answer as well. So any question okay. you ask me, you will also have to answer. Um, okay. So, <laughs> Ooh, okay. Yeah, so I would say I do and don't like criticism. And there's more of this that I'm going to ask about in a little bit. Because um, I realized something last night. I'm like, oh, there's a big difference between criticism and feedback. And I really like feedback, Ooh. but I don't like criticism. So even what's though the separation? Exactly, because I'm like, what is the difference? I feel like feedback, I'm not being attacked personally. Even though technically both can involve a, a quote-unquote personal attack. But like with criticism, I feel like, I don't know, maybe feedback is more of like a peer thing. And mm. criticism is someone from like a higher level. Interesting. Because I realize I really love feedback, but I don't like criticism as much. So it's in connotation and it's yeah, in the wording. I so guess so. As opposed to saying we're going to give you an evaluation or criticism mm -hmm. just to say we're going to provide feedback, yeah. maybe softens it or changes yeah. how you feel about it. I wouldn't want somebody to say, well, I'm going to give you some criticism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, though, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. because they're almost exactly the same but like you said the connotation does make them different yeah. but I do like criticism in the fact that it gives me a chance to improve and it also often involves like there is some part of validation of like here's something you did do well that I think you should notice because like this is something you can continue doing because you did do it well but at the same time it's this is something you do need to improve on and it is important that you change it because it could affect everything else especially yeah. with like writing I really need the criticism because like that affects everything that I do if I'm doing something wrong. It's extremely important that I know what I need to correct and how to correct it. But sometimes 
that whole attitude is different than some people because some mm -hmm. people don't care yeah. and they don't they haven't gotten a vested interest so your writing is extremely important to you and the only way a writer or a speaker can improve is to get feedback yeah. and say what have I done well I don't like your idea but I understand what you're saying and then they make the choice to get better if you don't make the choice to get better nobody cares and yeah. so it it doesn't matter if you get, they get criticized or yeah. evaluated or anything else. And I think especially in students sometimes, it's a really fine line that, because they sometimes they just don't care. Yeah, exactly. They just want the grade yeah. or the 801 points to get them to a B. Yeah, nothing yeah. else matters to them, yeah. that, which is really sad because especially in something like public speaking, I was actually talking to someone who's going to take your class next semester. Cool. And I was like, Honestly, the class is super important just because public speaking is super applicable. And even if you're not good at it, it's really good to just practice it and get involved with it because it's something that will always be around no matter how much technology there is. Oh, people yeah. are always going to have to talk yeah. in front of other people. And express yourself. I yeah. mean, you know, and you can do it in writing. But then when you have a book of poetry, which mm -hmm. I know you do poetry, yes. when you have that book of poetry, if you can't go to a publisher and say, here are my poems, here's mm -hmm. why you you should be looking at these and everything. They're not going to read it just yeah. on their own. It's up to you to tell them the value of it. And yeah. so it's, yeah, you have to do it. It's such a, just yeah. a very important aspect of yeah. life. Interesting. So, yes. Next question. Mm -hmm. What is a good piece of criticism you received and did you act on it? <laughs> a good piece? Mm -hmm. No, I, I, I mean, is the next question a bad piece? Um, yes, there is a question about the okay, worst piece of Okay, so I guess I'll stick with the, the, a good piece of criticism. Oh, my gosh. Uh, sometimes it's bad criticism that flips, you know, because mm -hmm. then you take the better out of it, okay. you know. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think, and I thought about that on, you know, when I was looking at the questions, and it's, you know, I guess... Um, the bad one I had was mm -hmm. so maybe we lump we it can together. do that one first yeah, yeah. was that <laughs> I got a, a, a student evaluation of teaching that said that um, my class was not a uh, comedy show should not be a comedy show it was a class oh and and that you know after I let it hurt for a while mm -hmm. uh, I realized okay I use humor in a way that to soften the criticism yeah. or the feedback and mm -hmm. so but they said it wasn't you know I looked I acted like it was Saturday Night Live and did all these oh <laughs> comments and so that was the worst one I got but it actually mm -hmm. turned out to be pretty good because what it does is it makes me assess yeah what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and how I'm doing it and then the um, who it's for yeah you know, so I really look at it. So yeah, I was like, I'm s excuse me. Yeah. You know, but I I didn't know I did a comedy show, but <laughs> I wish I had more money for it. <laughs> I know? well, I think that's very off base because after having taken a lot of lecture classes, that the professor is extremely monotone and just doesn't put any emotion. I love when a professor makes it personal and makes it engaging and entertaining. So. I would completely throw that out the window. But if you were able to take something away from it, then yeah. it's very valuable. Yeah. Um, a piece of good criticism I got, um, 
I guess it's kind of good and bad because in the bad you find like the good and the way to improve. Exactly. Like See, said. yeah. Yeah. So it's really the same question, I guess. Um, and I don't mean to roast uh, my sister about this, but a while ago I had started a writing project that I'm still doing, and I told her the premise of it, and it involved giving my perspective on something, and she said, "Jordan, why does your perspective matter?" And I was like, "I never thought." of that like maybe it's because of like white privilege and I feel like people need to know what I have to say maybe it's just like social status whatever but I realized what does my perspective have to offer that really is valuable that would that other people would want to read or be able to really take something away from so it just really made me think and change the way that I went about the project and that I can't just say oh well people need this perspective because it's me and like i am valuable and it has to be that they take something away that there's a deeper meaning that there's a deeper message so what she said was a really good piece of criticism because it changed the whole outline and projection of the project and how and how you you know how your writing goes about because you have to then assess who is the audience Mm -hmm. is it me or is it someone else? And what's their takeaway? And how can I help them understand mine yeah. through their takeaway? That's a, actually a really good piece. Yeah, that's a really good piece. And at the time, like it did, it did sting because it knocked me off my oh, little yeah. pedestal. And I was <laughs> like, because obviously, like I would love to read some a piece of writing about someone who's exactly like me and has the same thoughts and opinions because it's going to affirm everything about me. But that doesn't mean it's worthwhile, you know? That doesn't mean it's really that good. Um, so it did really change the way I thought about it. So it re- really was a good piece of criticism. Well, and maybe that is what criticism is, and that's why you said maybe these two questions go together. Because, yeah. you know, even a negative criticism makes you look at and try to figure out why and then change what you're doing. I mean, I guess if I had a bad piece of criticism, it would have been a while back, no names, but I got into a, a disagreement with a mm-hmm. uh, co-worker, not here at school. Okay, okay. I was going to say, if it was here at school, you got to tell me after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's not at school, but okay. it's with somebody that I partner up with, yeah. and we sort of have, you know, a business, and they have a business, mm-hmm. and, and um, things went, we, we went to do a sales pitch, and yeah. uh, had not done the person had not done a good background thing so they had no idea where these people were in their choice of oh, okay. going it right so are do they have they made a decision of what product they're going to use have they not had not a clue okay right well they hadn't made a decision and they were really just scoping out things and we spent a lot of money to get out there yeah and so when we did you know and the person said you know you talk too much, you did all of this, you shouldn't have been interrupting, and it was like, I don't know why I was there. Am I a consultant or mm-hmm. am I not? And so I understand that, but it made me, It. I mean, we actually were not, we were at odds for quite a while after mm-hmm. that, and it was very difficult. But it made me look at and say, what happened in that situation? And why did both of us feel the way we did yeah. and have the emotions, and it was because we had, the background research hadn't been done yeah. and we thought they were going to buy it and yeah. no they weren't <laughs> so yeah we came at each other because of the frustration level yeah. so yeah I think so 
I almost forgot about it, but I wrote an article for the newspaper for Louisville Cardinal recently, and it was a movie review for the movie The Joker. And I wrote a very negative review. I gave it a a lot of criticism, you could say, because even though it was very professionally made and the acting was really good, I still believe, and I did believe then, that the overall tone and the overall message was very dark, very negative, very unnecessary for the climate we're currently in, and it just put out a lot of just so much darkness and negativity that we don't need. And my friend who is the editor of um, the news section and I write for features, uh, he sent me a review someone posted on the website of my article and they completely ripped what I wrote to shreds and they're like, you know, you anti-vaxxer piece of crap, like how could you write this? And like, you're just some like cookie cutter like reporter because everyone else has the same opinion. And I'm like, First of all, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I don't know where that came from. Second of all, maybe the fact so many people have the same opinion about something means that, you know, maybe there's some truth to that, that so many people are thinking the same thing about something that is very controversial. Um, But I had to realize this is one person who went to a message board to feel powerful, and I can't let that get to me. Because it did definitely get to me, and I wanted to text him back and be like, oh, well, that little piece of crap doesn't know anything and da 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 <laughs> but I was like, no, I if I do that, then I'm letting this person take control of the situation and I'm letting them feel all the power. And, and I'm you've like, lo- lowered yeah, yourself to their yeah. level, not so raise them up. I was very proud of myself. I texted back and I'm like, well, I'm sorry he feels that way and that this is the way he gets satisfaction out of something, that he had to go this route to try and feel powerful. Well, sometimes criticism, don't you think, addresses things that maybe we already have you know insecurities in yeah. or you know like with that sales call i'm not a salesperson i'm mm-hmm. an educator you yeah. know and i sure don't know how, i mean i can help you write a, a sale yeah but i don't go out and do it i don't like talking to people that much <laughs> you know Same. Yeah. So, but, but because i feel insecure and i feel less than in that situation that may be why the criticism affected me yeah. as much as it did mm-hmm. and so your criticism of the movie that guy already had those feelings of insecurity because everybody felt that way. Yeah. Well, and I don't know how it has anything to do with that. I know that comment was so out of the blue. I was like, that has nothing to do with anything. No. I was so thrown off, but also like, what a great first like roast someone gave me that was so off base that they threw in being an anti-vaxxer, which I'm, which I am not, so that was just, that was great. And what does that have to do with the movie? Absolutely nothing. The yes. Joker has nothing to do with anti Well, and you know, I found with criticism that if you work really hard, and sometimes it's very hard, to address truth, mm-hmm. that helps. Yeah. You know, and I like the fact that you were aware of that movie. I didn't read your review. I didn't know it was in there. You didn't tell me. Okay? <laughs> That's my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> but... I like the fact that you you looked at the effects of the the movie in the time and place we are now, Mm -hmm. and is it sustaining difficulties, is it helping to solve difficulties, is it bringing light to difficulties that maybe Mm -hmm. we should be looking at. And I think that's, that's seeing it in a holistic place, not just a movie. Yeah. 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 Interesting. And it's... And I don't want to get like on too much of a rant about it, but the movie itself, like, 
I fear for people who just treat it as a movie because that creates seeds in their mind of like different things about like mental illness and violence and whether it's justified or not to kill. And you have to like take a step back afterwards and really examine everything that you saw and process it. Because if you just let it sit there without really going through any kind of conceptualizing, then you're letting the message just take over your brain and you're not taking control of the situation, if yeah. that makes any sense That makes all. sense. Yeah, and it's true. Yeah. I mean, Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> That's by the time this podcast comes out, this movie will be long gone and past, <laughs> but <laughs> regardless. Is, is it like a Batman? Kind of, sort of. So it's like from DC Comics, Batman is in it as a child, and like his father, who is the mayor, or is running for mayor of Gotham City, is more like of a highlight than Batman is himself. Because it's like the origin story of the Joker. Interesting. So it's Star Wars with Bat with Batman and yeah. going back to the beginning. Yeah, of kind, which exactly, yeah. The beginning is now, not then. Yeah, ex- <laughs> very confusing timeline. I agree. Yes. yes, okay, okay. So how often do you criticize others? Oh, daily, you know yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it is, like we said, it's a part of your job. It's something it's you have of, to do. But it's also a part of my job when I have to, because I work with the instructor, so I'm in charge of them. Right, and when yeah. something doesn't happen... Or, you know, like, I'm one that if I send an email out, and I know it's a blanket email, at least send me an email back and go, gotcha, screw you, something <laughs> yeah. that tells me you got it. It's not sitting out in cyberspace. And yeah. I've had to be really, you know, kind of coming down. But it's a personal thing, first of all, of business respect. Second yeah. of all, I don't know if you got it. Yeah. You know, and I don't care if you read it. Well, I do care. but. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really about that little thing, and I've had to figure out ways to make sure, and then say, uh, Jordan, you know, I know you may not, but could you possibly look and see? I think mm-hmm. I sent you some emails. Please check and yeah. see if they're there or out with Pluto, man, yeah. sitting there, you know, with all yeah. of those. And so, you know, I have to word things. I very rarely write a uh, criticism like to a, uh, an instructor or something that is of that nature mm-hmm. and send it the first time. Yeah. I always put it away and I go back and look at it yeah. and see if my wording is right, yeah. if there's more than however many words. I want it short, I want it to the point, I want it validated yeah. with evidence. And if I write it, it's a knee-jerk reaction based on emotion. Yeah. And that will get you in trouble every time. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, if you write something with too much emotion, that can definitely affect everything that's going to be said. Oh, yeah. Because if it's, like, heat in the moment, that changes the whole message of the email. Yeah, exactly. Do you find that, like, most of the professors take the criticism well? Yes. Really? Actually, yeah. I think they do. I mean, I think... It's almost like they didn't realize, mm-hmm. you know, or it, they didn't, oh, I never even thought about that. Yeah. It's like, okay, and, and I appreciate that, but from here on out now, if you don't mind, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it's also deliver how I, you deliver the criticism. So, yeah, that's you know, very important. I, I try to be as, um, you know, encompassing and bringing, it's all that stuff irritating interpersonal IU language you know I try to take it on me and I look to see whether I've said you've done this or you aren't answering the email or you haven't let me know it's to I'm not sure if it's going through please let me know and so and to be very honest there have been faculty part-time faculty that haven't emailed me back and they don't teach here anymore 
Oh, okay. Well, because it's you know, yeah, it, it's 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 a business protocol yeah. to quote unquote as much as I hate to call myself this, I'm your boss. Yeah, I'm the one who hires you, and I'm the one who contain keeps you in your class. Yeah. So, but it's all in the package of how you do it. But I don't. I would prefer never to have to to criticize somebody. Yeah. You know, and I really try not to look at the person but at the actions yeah and that's something really hard to do because like yeah. i if i'm like really emboldened by some the way someone is and like if their political cultural whatever kind of disposition is jarring with mine that puts me in a situation where i am more ready ready to then want to criticize what they're doing um, which is something I'm dealing with one of my classmates and it's just so difficult, but I'm like, I can't just let some small thing control the way I react to him. That's small smart. subset of this episode is control, because um, I keep bringing it up, but I can't let that have all the power. Uh, I have to see things at like face view and like give honest criticism if I, if I should give criticism at all, yeah. not just because I do or don't like the person. Yeah, I mean, because no offense, there's a lot of students that I really don't, you know, I'm not going to have bosom buddy or continue, you know, be Facebook friends with or yeah. whatever, because it's just not, I don't like you that much. Yeah. I don't think you're, you, we just don't gel, but yeah. I'm also not going to screw you over on a grade or yeah. an assignment because I don't like you. You know, that's not the issue. Yeah. But yeah. It's, exactly. Yeah. Yes. There are some. Do you? find that like students receive criticism well too like the professors or do they take it a little worse or do they not even pay attention I think it depends on who the professor is mm -hmm. and what it was about and how much they hold to the student holds to how they thought they were right oh yeah mm -hmm. you know I know what you mean yeah and so if if they are still right then they're not going to take the criticism. Exactly. I think, you know, doing the class, you have, what, a peer review and you have a self-review. Yeah. And I think the self-reviews are sometimes the hardest because it's self-criticism. Yeah. And we don't know, we don't want to, to invalidate our actions. And so those, I think, are sometimes harder yeah. than the peer review. It's easy for me to say, Jordan, you need to do this, and you need eye contact. You know, or I didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah. But it's really hard to truly look at your work. But I think you do it as a writer. You have to because it's such a self-contained exactly. thing. But to look at your work and and make these comments and really step aside to be a third person mm -hmm. evaluating your work, that's, that's kind of hard. Yeah. But I want to hit one thing that you said and yeah. I think is so cool is you keep talking about power. Yeah. you know and that people have power over you there is there are so many studies done on power and how power affects situations and business deals and writings yeah. and all of that and the one thing I learned was we give away our power yeah and if I let you who wrote the, you know this nasty email to me about the fact that I'm an anti-vaxxer <laughs> and everything but you're right if you let that have power over who Jordan is and how Jordan sees the world then then you have given your power away to that person yeah and in this day and age I think it's really important we learn how to hold our own power even in the face of some strengths and some uh, outside uh, things pulling at us I completely agree because we find more 
criticism now more than ever and we find it's like people are fishing and they throw this bait at you that like if you just hold on they're going to take you all the way and then by doing so you are giving them all the power of the situation because like you mentioned earlier you're sinking down to their level sinking fishing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) you're sinking down to their level by you know responding back the same way and that is so hard to do because it's so emotionally driven and personally i definitely let my emotions take a lot of control over me if i'm very angry or very sad about something then they will often reflect everything else about like what i'm saying and what i'm doing and so when people's emotions get into the mix it just changes the whole dynamic because that often will put them in the position to give away control because they're too they're too attached to the situation well and and sometimes we are we are not uh, raised Mm -hmm. to hold on to our power Uh, we're put in situations that others try to take it and we're so young we don't know that we had it I mean abuse and all of those pieces are the release of that power yeah but we didn't know that we weren't told that from an early age you know no you hold your power and don't let anybody have power over you you know if you want them to have it you give it to them freely yeah but we're not taught that yeah as kids we're often taught you know adults have the right of way of life and you have to respect the adults and i I actually had to do a like um sexual harassment and abuse like training thing for something i'm doing and it talked about that like how as kids we are all, all taught to respect adults to trust adults and to put our confidence in them and that they have the right of way but we aren't taught when things can go sour and how we're supposed to stand our own ground and so i totally resonate with what you're saying that we don't teach that source of independence and standing up for yourself as kids because we're constantly told that you have to stand down as well but there's also a level that we should be taught respect yeah you know so you pass somebody on the sidewalk you just move to the side you know there's those social norms or social contrivances or whatever but as far as ourselves and our thoughts and how we act those are ours yeah I completely. and you but you gave your uh your critic you gave them uh your power in a way by not responding yeah that's pretty cool it was just like a very difficult experience Mm -hmm. it was very difficult because I would have loved to have gone on and like sent something back to him and be like well you know what clearly you did not watch the movie properly and you have a poor frame of mind but I can't do that no instead I dragged him on my podcast instead um but next question uh or wait I didn't I didn't answer this question (laughs) um so how often do I criticize others I would have to say on a very frequent basis um I don't do it verbally. I it can be I just keep it in my mind and I'm like, mm-hmm, like this person is out of control. And I will say I try to not swear a lot out loud, which is very hard. Yes. Um and typically I have I let my mind have free reign. I will just like cuss someone out so bad in my mind, which <laughs> is honestly still really bad because then that it slips into a verbal thing anyways. Um, but I will just unleash like pure hell on someone in my mind, but say absolutely nothing out loud. 
which I feel is good and bad. Good because that person does not need to know what I have to say. <laughs> bad because if I just let that sit in my mind, then it's going to let me continue to do that over and over and over. And who knows? Maybe I am right <laughs> about something. And maybe the person does need the criticism in some way. More often than not, the person probably doesn't need the criticism. And yeah, I'm probably. just on some power trip. Um, but I would definitely say, and I don't always think it's necessarily out of like, because I like to do it. I think, of course, I want to think good about me criticizing other people. Um, but I do want to, I do want to believe that like, maybe I am looking out for their best interest and in trying to give them heads up about something or trying to just like, make them aware of maybe something they're doing or something they're saying, especially like in my Spanish classes. Like, there are people who just, like, don't, don't seem to get it, yet are still practicing Spanish. And, like, there's this one girl in one of my classes, and it's, I can't, like, really say it because it's hard to understand, but, like, and the word function in English has, like, a sh function, mm -hmm. but in Spanish it's function, so it's, like, yeah. it's not a sh, it's a su. And she will always say the English, the very... Hard. professors will say yeah hard or like the gringo sounding way of like a word so in my mind I'm just like it's function and she'll always be like the fu la function and I'm just like I'm sorry like this is not an English class like th this is Spanish and like I want to say something but at the same time I'm like if the professor isn't gonna say anything I definitely shouldn't, shouldn't say yeah. anything well and some people can't hear it yeah. I mean, that's one of the things with languages. They can't hear a difference yeah. in it. And so some people are blessed to hear that, but you're a wordsmith because you work with them. Yeah. You know, and so you see that. The one I have is uh, the comment in my head that I make is, did you look in a mirror before you went out of the yes. house? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, and it's like that's just rude, Catherine. Yeah, that is not even criticism. That's just, you know, and but you're just like, oh my God, do I look like that? <laughs> you know, and let me go at least, you know, but yes, that one's my bad. <laughs> no, but like I, there is so much truth to that because as like a comm major and like a comm professor, there's so much to be said about how you present yourself. It is so important. It is so valuable and. So I think that critique is kind of a good mental check because then it draws you back to yourself like, oh, how am I presenting myself? Because you never want to be caught off guard like that. It well, is so important. And the perception of you is you. Yes. So it's how others see you, and that's how Jordan is. And yeah. so if they see Jordan as somebody that, you know, should look in the mirror in the morning, yeah. then that's how they're going to – that's you. Yeah. You know, and so it's really hard. I think being a comm major can be – once you really embrace it, it can be very hard yes. because you understand, you know, almost like deeper working or inner working. And it's very frustrating sometimes because you you just see that this could be helpful. Yeah. And you don't know how to, whether it's criticism or evaluation or even just information. Yeah. And so I think sometimes knowing that stuff about communication can make it your life in some ways more difficult yes okay now there's something i i knew i was going to bring it up somewhere somehow and i think he's i think his classroom is in this hallway so i don't want to say anything but there is a colleague of yours mm -hmm. a younger male mm -hmm. who has a vocal filler 
that drives me nuts. I am in his intro to comm technology class, and he uses the word right an insane amount of times in lecture, and I don't, he's never going to listen to this, it's Sanders. I knew it before you okay, said it. Okay, go ahead, okay. I can't tell you how frustrating it is to listen to him during a lecture. He will do nothing but say the word right. I keep track every lecture, how many times he says the word right. He, in a one-hour class, used the word right 238 times. I have, like, that is no joke. I did the tallies in my notebook while taking notes. It, it's that bad. He, that's like four times a minute. And granted, I use um and like and uh all the time. I totally acknowledge that. But this word is honestly insane. Because he does not stop. I know. Have you, do you notice it at all or just have you heard it? I haven't heard it from him. I think I've heard uh, some of the comments about that before from others. Yeah. But I've never, I mean, I go to faculty meetings, you know, so it's. Maybe it's just like a speaking in front of a crowd thing because some people speak, as you learn as a public speaking professor, some people can speak very well just one-on-one, -on -one, but in a crowd, everything changes and they get nervous or whatever. So maybe it's just in front of a crowd. Maybe it's the fact that it might be the information might be perceived as being difficult to understand. So that's his way of always checking to see if, if you got it. Yeah, I don't know. That's just because he will do it in that context a lot, and but also it's just like a weird like sentence ender. He'll be like blah 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 blah, right? And because it, it's not sometimes it is like a are you understanding it? But a lot of times it's not, and are you understanding it? So it is. It's so funny. It is so crazy. And I'm super paranoid that he's on to me because I sit in the very back of class <laughs> and he will stare at me in class. And because, like, I will be writing and then I'll go to the top of my page to make the mark. <laughs> and he just stares and I'm just like, he's on to me. He knows I'm doing something. <laughs> so I'll just try and, like, wait until he looks away to write all the marks down. But he's. He's definitely on my case. That's pretty funny. And yeah. that, like for speeches, I don't, I don't make check marks for the ums. I figure you're going to go in and start listening. My job is to make you aware of them. Then you go in and go, oh my God, I said, <laughs> said um, you know, 32 times. And yeah. it's like, well, I didn't catch that many, but more than likely, if you did, you're right. Because, yeah. you know, I, first of all, I just don't want to, that's not my job, <laughs> you know. But, <clears throat> yeah, and I say the word so. But it's only after I tell you all not to say it, and then all of a sudden it keeps coming back in. It's like, <laughs> Do as I say, not as I Yeah, do. and it's like, oh, my God, get rid of that one. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. So, <laughs> see? I, I see what you mean. I see yeah. what you mean. Yeah. Um, have people ruined the line between insulting and healthy criticism? Ooh, that's a very good question, but I think so, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think so, yeah, too. Yeah, I think, well, and maybe it's because they're using criticism maliciously. Yeah. And that turns into an insult. They're not using it to help somebody else or to make something better. They're using it because they have power, yeah. like you said. Or they want power. Or they, yes, very good point. Yeah, I, I think there is a hard line to it, but I think it's the intent of which you do it yeah, that kind of blurs that line. I totally agree. And I think also everyone, because a platform is available for everyone to speak their opinions more so than it has ever been in the past, 
so many people think everyone needs to hear what they have to say and I totally fall into that category because I like I said I love to try and give people criticism <laughs> but because I think oftentimes the emotion will blur into the criticism and then it becomes an insult or it can just be someone wants what someone has and so instead of criticism it just becomes an insult and because they have a platform to vocalize it they're like people will think I'm funny and people will like will like to hear what I have to say or whatever, but I definitely think everything is so much more personal and everything is so much more up for attack nowadays yes. than it has ever been before. But then again, I'm like 20, so I can't really say than it ever has been before with all that much like validation. So you're 20? Yes. 21 and under a month. Can't Ooh. wait, can't wait. Ooh. Yeah. You know what? The day you turn 21, the next day, it's the same as the yeah. day. <laughs> so exactly. It's, you know, but it's, it's yeah. kind of a cool, you know, marker in our lives. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so you have a, a long time of which I'm a little envious because um, it will be interesting to ha see how things uh, go from here yeah. because I've seen how things were. But, of course, you know, past is always better because it's in your mind and you can create these ro yeah. rosy views of all of this stuff but yeah. it will just be interesting to see where we go and when you're my age you know to see and, and to look at you know how much it's progressed and is it important is it not important and yeah. I do think that you writing about it is and keeping records of what you experience and the effects that it has on you yeah. because I do think even as a white male it's it's important that we all see how it's important to others, you know, yeah. and maybe someday you start doing a podcast of people who aren't white males, yeah, and asking them questions like this to to really get their response. Yeah, and that's why I that's one of the reasons why I always have a guest and I never do a solo episode because I never want it to be just my opinion and just what I think. I always want to have someone else who has different thinking or a different perspective. I want other people to give what they think because likeliness is it's not going to be the same as what I have to say exactly so yeah. I think it's super important to have that mix of just diversity and other thinking as well involved yeah. in the podcast and yeah. just life in general exactly <laughs> so next question I guess so <laughs> next question have you ever been called out on your criticizing better not be a student <laughs> <laughs> yeah <clears throat> No, I mean, maybe in personal, you know, situations or, you know, whatever, they uh, may falsely call me out um, for what was not criticism, but yeah. because they don't like me or whatever. But, you know, students especially are um, fairly malleable in that, you know, you tell them something, they're either going to say, oh, well, that's interesting, or whatever, screw you. And so I've never had it in front of others. Also, though, I try to respect and not call them out in front of anybody else. Yeah. Because I think then, if I did that, then it opens up a door to them doing that to me. Oh, yeah, that's a really good point, because then it's a two-way street. Exactly. Because they feel like anything's up for discussion afterwards. Exactly, exactly. And and for me, I it, my point is not to... Um, you know, make you less than my point is to try to help you be a little bit stronger so I'll usually you know like pull them to the side or 
mention quietly, you know, or walk by them and say, uh, you need to wake up. <laughs> you know, I, that one I kind of, you know. Now, I have called people out for being on their computers that's good. during class. Yeah. But, you know, when I don't think they should be. And I've been pretty vocal and sometimes probably a little downright rude. But I figure I am no more rude than they are being yeah. on their computer while somebody's doing a speech. That's important, though. And you have every right as the professor to do that. Yeah, it's, so, just, it's just wrong, dudes. I agree. Yeah. I So for me, I have definitely been called out for criticizing. And it's good. Um, it's almost always from my parents. I will <laughs> just like, I'll get on a tangent about something. And then they're just going to be like, Jordan, like, do you have anything nice to say about this? And then I'll be like, no. And then they'll be like, <laughs> well, then stop talking about it. And oh, it's almost... It's funny because it's almost always about the same thing. Um, the pastor of our church is not someone who I particularly like. And so a lot of times what will happen is I will catch something. Because I have this more jaded view of this person, I will have I will like pick out something or maybe be like, Well, I don't I don't really agree with that. Like I don't think that was really like a, a good point to make or something like that. And my parents, who really like him, will always be like, okay, Jordan, or something like that. <laughs> and they'll just wait until I'm over. Or if I do say something, they'll just be like, they'll try and argue it with me. And then I'm so intent on that, oh, I'm right, or this is important, that they will just like, they will try and engage in the argument. They'll be like, no, like, it's not like that. You Because you don't like him, you're just seeing it that way. And maybe it is. Maybe because I don't like him that much it affects the way I receive everything that I he says so. yeah that's probably a big piece and of the it. same with them though because yeah. they do like him yeah so I think it's definitely a two-sided situation because we both deal with the bias then but I remember <laughs> one time I made this super petty comment which is so right though I so know it's true I said I think he's dying his hair darker and they were like what does that have to do with anything? And I was like, nothing. I just think that's, I was merely, I really was making an observation. And I am so sure it is right. Cause this weekend <laughs> while I was sitting during service, I was like, his gray, I don't see it. It looks like a dark brown. He is doing something. So I'm so sure I'm right about it. But it's even so still, funny. I do get called out on it, but I think it's healthy that well, I'm being called out on Sometimes, it. and I have been been uh, on this side too, sometimes a, you make a comment, and it wasn't a criticism, it was a comment. Yeah. And uh, the other person, because of their bias, because of their emotional thing or whatever, takes it as a criticism or a negative or something. And it's like, no, I was just making a comment. Yeah. You know, he's, his hair's darker. Yeah. I was. It really wasn't that we were going to go for a debate on yeah. that one. I just made a comment, and then what? It what happens though is you sort of feel that you can't make comments. Yeah, yeah. And now I feel like that now, but because I'll be like, oh well, if I'm like sitting on something that was said, I'll be like, well, I definitely can't say it in front of my parents because they're not. They're just going to like wave it off, or they're going to argue with me about it. I don't feel like I can make an opinion about it anymore. Yes. So that I totally, totally agree with you on that. Yeah. And it, especially what you said about like just making a comment or observance. I wasn't necessarily giving criticism with saying, oh, I'm pretty sure he's dying his hair. It would be criticism if I said, 
he's dying his hair so he can try and feel young again. That would be criticism. Yeah. Me just saying, oh, I'm pretty sure he's dying his hair, that's just an observance. That's just a comment. Exactly. Technically, it's an opinion. It's not necessarily fact, even though I'm definitely sure. <laughs> um, but <laughs> we are now at the end of our questions. Is there cool. anything we didn't cover, anything we didn't go over you want to say before we break? No, actually, I think it's kind of cool to, you know, to look at it and see and anything that brings to light how you think I think is important. Absolutely. So, I agree. Thank you very much for a wonderful discussion. This was a great discussion. Yeah, it was a good discussion. So, uh, thank you again for a great discussion and for being here. We will be right back with ads. This episode is brought to you in part by Basic White Girl Instagram posts during fall. Why not go drown in a pile of leaves or choke on a pumpkin spice latte? We like to thank the evening news. Thanks for the whole 30 seconds of positive news at the end of every episode. It's not like you just dropped 29 and a half minutes of depression on us before that. Welcome back. Uh, so, KT, I have this game uh, that I'm so excited to play for the very first time um, on the podcast. So, this game is called Shoot Your Shot. And even though I explained it to you during the break, I'm going to explain it to everyone listening at home. So... This is very similar to Two Truths and a Lie or Jimmy Fallon's uh, game on his show called True Confessions. What we have done is we have written three truths and three lies on these post-it cards we have. One by one, we're gonna do uh, three each um, of, you will choose three of my cards, but we'll do it one at a time. And so you'll choose one and you have 45 seconds to ask me as many questions you want about whatever about what is written. After the time, you have you have to come up uh, with the decision, was it real or was it a lie? If you were wrong, you have to do a shot of Big Red and Red Bull. If you're right, I have to do the shot of Big Red and Red Bull. So the most one person will do is six shots. Um, I really hope I don't do this because I think it's going to be awful. But... Um, are you ready to play? Yes, I've never had a Red Bull, so this oh, will be... Oh, yes. I've only had it once, and I told you when it was, so <laughs> I'm interested to see how this goes. Would you like to choose first, or would you like... I'll choose. Me? Okay, you'll choose? Okay, yeah. I'm so sorry I don't have these fanned out better. You have yours fanned out all nicely. Yeah, it's because I'm OCD. Okay. When you were a child, did you have a pet squirrel? Okay, let me start the time. All right, on your mark, get set. Go. How'd you find him? We um, we were in our neighborhood and someone had their uh, roof or like their their crawl space in their attic was being exterminated, and they found um, like a bunch of baby squirrels and they were gonna kill them. So we took one. What was his name? Uh, we named him Mario. Mario. Why did yeah. you name him Mario? Uh, it wasn't my decision. Uh, it was my brother's decision to name him Mario. Okay, so uh, how long did you have him? Um, maybe like six six months. Wow. Um, yeah, I guess it's a long lifespan. How'd you keep him? I mean like... Um, we had him in like a, a cage on our deck. So, oh, okay. Okay. Time's up, so... Truth. That was true. I had a pet squirrel named Mario. I, love I just, it. oh, I so tried. I tried hard. Dang it. Okay. Also, I think maybe we'll do a full minute, but okay. for the next one, I'll do forty-five seconds because okay, you did that's forty. Fine. Okay. That's fine. All right. I'll do this one. Oh, this is so nasty. I really don't. Okay. 
Cheers to you. <laughs> no. That tastes disgusting. Oh, yay. Something to look right. forward to. Something to look forward to. Hopefully, it's going to be your turn next. Oh, I didn't mean to start that timer again. Okay. All right. Let me, let me take this one. Oh, sorry. All right. I have five grandkids. Okay. Let me start the timer. Uh, what are their names? TJ, Adeline, Vanna, Tonya, uh, Toddy, plus Sophia, and Jake. Okay. Um, how old is the oldest? How young is the youngest? High school for the oldest, first grade for the youngest, kindergarten for the youngest. Do you have a favorite? Yeah. Okay. Oh, what's your favorite thing to do with them? Uh, sit and we go to the zoo a lot and we just hang out and we talk. About what? Uh, <coughs> Minecraft <laughs> or uh, uh, r rabbits. On, uh, oh, dang. Okay. I think th I think that's a lie. I <laughs> I don't think you have that many. I do. Oh, dang it. Oh, crap. Yeah. I was, I knew you for sure had one granddaughter because I met her one time, but I was like, I don't know about five. Yeah, so Van is the oldest. Then she's not really, all right, so by blood, maybe not, but I consider her my granddaughter. She's that's the a, oldest. Yeah, then there's okay. TJ and Toddy. They're the same. Then there's Tonya. Then there's Adeline. And then uh, Sammy placed her daughter Sophia for adoption, and she has an adopted brother, so I have Jake, too. Can't believe you got me. <laughs> okay. Ooh, Time good. for round two. Round two. I love it. I figured you'd get that one because I talk about them in class. I just, I figured it was a numbers thing. Like you had uh, a certain amount, but you didn't have that many. I would never in my wildest dreams at your age even thought I would have had kids. So. <laughs> Cheers to you again. Salute. <laughs> and you didn't even hold your nose. Oh, that does not <laughs> taste the best. Okay. All right, choose another one of mine. Okay, ooh, a long one. Okay, I did what? Oh, I'm... Oh, you TP'd a friend's house when you were 14 and got caught by the people living there. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna give you a whole minute this time. Are you ready? Yes. All right, go. Uh, did they live next door to you? Uh, no, they were in another neighborhood. In another neighborhood. Were there other people with you? I was in a group of three other people. Mm. Were they older or younger? Uh, they were older because someone had to drive. Oh, whose idea was it to do this? It wasn't my idea. Um, it was my friend Anthony's idea. Uh, so you were a follower. I was definitely a follower situation. <laughs> so what type of toilet paper did you use? Um, it was like really just like $1 toilet paper from like Dollar General. <laughs> yeah. So did you do the whole house or just the front or trees or what? Um, I think we stuck to trees mostly because the house was pretty big. So yeah. we kind of covered everything. So uh, how did they find out? Um, they turned the lights on in the front of the house. They <laughs> opened the door and they saw us. Oh, okay, okay. So were any girls involved? Uh, in our group, no. Okay, so it was just guys. It was just guys, okay. yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Time's up. I think it's true. That's a lie. Good job. Thank you. Good job. All right. Are you ready?
ready for your shot? Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good job. That was good storytelling. Thank you very much. And this means I have to not hold my nose, too, because you didn't hold your nose. That's right. Oh, yay. It's going to be nice and tasty for no, you. I don't think so. I can't wait to do this with real alcohol. Yeah, I know. Well, soon. <laughs> soon. Very Cheers. soon. Cheers. You. Yeah. Very good, though. All yeah, right. I know. Okay, we're going to be buzzing. Yeah. The day. <laughs> I was like, I better not have to pee on my drive home today. <laughs> All right, um, I choose one of yours. Okay. Um, I, I like this one. Okay. I've been in jail. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Okay, let's see. Okay. All right, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. What were you arrested for? Uh, shoplifting. What did you steal? Uh, cassette tape. <laughs> who, who was it that was on the tape? The best of bread. <laughs> and how old were you? Uh, 19. Um, so you, was it like a money thing or you just wanted it and did it? No, just a game. Had you done it before? Oh, yeah. And you'd gone away with it? Oh, yeah. This was your first time getting caught? Yeah. Okay, um, how long did you stay in jail for? Uh, three days out of five. Oh, who bailed you out? Uh, a friend of mine came and picked us up when we were released. We? There was multiple people. Huh? Yeah, there was one other. Oh, who was it? Uh, a girl named Dee. Oh, so was it her fault? That no, it was both of ours. Oh, okay. Um, so how much was bail? Uh, we actually just had to pay a cost at the beginning, I think. Okay, and you probably didn't keep the cassette tape. Yeah, I did for a while. I oh, didn't know yeah. what to do with it. Okay. Uh, but it did have bad memories. And, uh, okay. Um, you relayed that story way too quick. That had to be true. It was. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. There we go. All right. You're, we're two for two now. All right. I know. You ready know. for your second no, not shot? Really, not really. I'm going to toss out this big red and red bull afterwards. Yeah, I can see why. It's yeah, absolutely disgusting. A lot there of people drink that stuff and live on it. Not me. Not Cheers. me. Cheers. <laughs> Any better the second time? Actually, it is a little bit better. That's good. Eventually, I'll probably choose like an alcohol and a soda that don't go together just to still make it fun. Just yeah. to do it, yeah. Um, ginger right. ale would be the thing for me. Oh, I that would be good. It. I would never do ginger ale. I hate it. Oh, I yeah. like, well, like from what my parents have let me taste like uh ginger ale and like uh bourbon is like nice together be, yeah. it tastes pretty good it's yeah nice one with bourbon okay. all right choose my last please i met harrison ford briefly at an airport okay hmm. all right on your mark get set go what airport uh it was louisville what was he wearing? Um, he had an aviator's jacket on, and I think just like regular pants, regular t-shirt. What time of year? It was in the fall, I think. Like, what do you want a year? I think it was 2015. Interesting, interesting. So why was he here? Well, he owns an airplane. He flies. Oh, really? So he oh, had, like, yes, he does. Yeah, he had landed, and he was just like hanging out in the airport. Interesting. So he was here for nothing. Well, like, I guess he just, he didn't say what he was here for. I tried not to be, like, too intrusive because I was, like, all starstruck. Um, but we just talked, like, very briefly in a Starbucks. And what was the question? I don't remember. Neither do I. Um, okay. <laughs> so, um, 
Did you have a picture taken with you? No, I really wanted to ask, but I was like, I didn't want to be the kind of person who asks for a picture. Yeah, I understand. Definitely wouldn't make that mistake again, I understand though. that. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I think Mena works better. Yeah, Mena is yeah. better. Uh, <sighs> I'm leaning towards the truth, mm -hmm. so I'm still going to stay the truth. That's a lie. Was it? You are good at thank this. Thank you. My dad met Harrison Ford, though, in an airport. So that's where I got this. But that's he great. he did meet Harrison Ford in an airport. So that's how I knew. That's but Some that of the little facts. You're a good storyteller. <laughs> thank you. All right. Here's your third shot. Oh, my God. I'm losing this game. <laughs> well, I mean, if it works out, we may end up being tied, and we do three each. Oh, I hope so. Because right. <laughs> I don't want to be the four. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers <laughs> to you, Harrison. Thank you very much. And I think it works better when you, at the different levels of which one's which. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Oh, also, do you want to share the ones that we didn't do afterwards? Like We can do that. Okay, all right. All right, I'm going to do this one. Note to self, don't do sticky notes next time. <laughs> my hair used to be down to my waist. And for those of you who don't know, Katie's hair is not long. So, my hair used to be down to my waist. Let me do the time. Oh, not calculator. Timer. Okay. On my mark, guess that. Go. Okay, so why did you have it so long? Because I just wanted to see how it would look long. And because at that point, you know, it's kind of like a style thing and kind of like your signature piece. Did you style it any particular way? No, I pulled it back usually. Oh, okay. Um, when did you finally cut it for good? Uh, probably about three years ago. Oh, okay. Did you do any, like, did you donate it to charity or anything? To that Locks of Love place. Oh, okay. The kids, yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. Um, did anyone ever yank it or like pull Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which probably could be one of the reasons to get it cut. Yeah. But I, I just decided it was more me to have short hair. Okay. Um, I don't know why, but I can't come up with really good questions about this. Um, <laughs> no, it was not gray. Okay. What color, what, <laughs> what color was it? What color was it? It was brown okay. with uh, reddish highlights. Did you ever, oh, so did you ever dye it completely? Nope. Never oh, dyed okay. my hair. Okay, so like how often? Okay, I don't know. I really, I really want to say it's true, but the other two were true. So odds are this could be one of the lies. I think it's true. No. Ah, oh, dang it, crap. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, three for three then. I, I think love that's it. pretty I love fair. It. All right. No, my mother used to have hair down to her waist. Oh, well, that's okay. Then we both had one where it was true about someone else, else but wasn't yes. about us. Yes, okay. exactly. So enjoy this. Yes. Up there, Jordan. All right. <laughs> to a wonderful episode. <laughs> yeah, good. It's been fun. Oh, that was absolutely disgusting. All right. So <laughs> I'll share the three that I didn't do. Um, I didn't learn what the word coochie meant until I was 18. That's true. <laughs> uh, I cracked my chin open on Earth Day. Also true. Really? Yes. Where were you on that one? Um, we were living in Arizona at the time. I was riding on a skateboard up and down our driveway, and the skateboard hit a crack, and I went forward, and my chin hit the pavement. Ow. 
And then while learning to drive, I accidentally hit my sister with the car. That was a lie. <laughs> well, while learning to drive, before I got my driver's license, we had a driveway that uh, had a carport, and then you mm -hmm. drove up to get onto the street. Yeah. And then so my parents were at, at, out at some event, and so I took my mother's car and drove just around the circle mm -hmm. and ran into the tree. Oh. That was over here, and their best friends down the street had to come pull me out, and no one ever said anything. How nice! Did you yeah, ever I think say? They I think they told my parents. Oh, they just yeah. my parents just were like, well, at least you know the car wasn't damaged or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Did you did you ever tell your parents like later on? No. Oh, wise decision. Wise <laughs> no. decision. All right, what were yours? All right, so I've lived in Louisiana. And that was a lie. Okay. That's a lie. That's I, I did live for summers in uh, Williamsburg, Virginia, oh, okay. working on theater, but never okay. in Louisiana. I've had more than five cars. And that's true. Oh, okay. Yes, Which yes. one was your favorite? Um, my Volkswagen Beetle that I had one of my uh, very first ones, but yes, yes. What was the color? Uh, it was green. Uh -huh. It was a 73 Super Beetle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was a baby. I loved it. Uh, and the other one is I drove to California all by myself. Ooh, that was and true. true. Oh, that would be so cool. Just like a cool, like kind of self-spiritual road trip to take. It was. I went out for a job. Oh, really? Oh, did job, you get the I was, job? Oh, I had the job. I oh, went out, worked the job, realized I wasn't making enough money to live, so packed up my cat and we came home. All right. In the Volkswagen. Market. All right. There we go. <laughs> well, thank you for a wonderful game this and for a wonderful discussion. This has been good. I greatly enjoyed your uh, all of this. Thank you for your time, for your oh, energy, yeah. for your sacrifice of dignity to be here. <laughs> I will give you a five-second PSA of anything of your choice. Uh, five second PSA. Mm -hmm. uh, Pops is really a uh, incredible program. It's the power of public speaking. Mm -hmm. It matters. It helps people, students who especially are nervous. Uh, you knew it as student sheet. Yes. Okay. And uh, it's morphed into these incredible pieces of work, and I'm really proud of the fact that I helped uh, start it. Wonderful. And that's POPS Pops. Mm -hmm. All right. Very good. All right. So time for closing announcements for this episode. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Geyser's Guidelines. Remember to subscribe so that you never miss an episode when they come out every other Tuesday. Please give us a rating and review on iTunes. It is the best way for people to know what this podcast is all about. If you have any suggestions for topics or games for the show, send them to geyslersguidelines at gmail.com. No apostrophe in Geyslers. Follow me on Instagram at savage underscore sasquatch. 78 all content created on this on this podcast all content on this podcast is created by yours truly thank you very much to our wonderful guest katie for being here thank you too. absolutely i hope maybe to see you again on the podcast season three so. all right thanks again for tuning in and stay good everybody